Brood of Vipers, a story of murder set in a world where barely one in 10,000 have survived a global pandemic. Twelve years later, the survivors are trying to re rebuild society. Episode 2. Investigating can be dangerous. Mora and Linda return to the light industry project. They call their colleague Sharon, but she does not answer. anything here. We're going to go into the main office and ring the centre and ask for the chairman and tell him what's happened. Can you do that? Y yes, I, I think so. I touched the door handle when I opened the door, but that was the only thing I touched, so we'll leave it closed again. And you come with me. And sit down here. Can you put me through to the chairman, please? Uh, yes, he's in the office, sir. Wait a moment, please. Thank you. Hugh here. Mr Chairman, I'm afraid something dreadful has happened. Linda and I have just got back to the project and we found Sharon stabbed to death. Stabbed? As it, you mean murdered? I'm afraid so. I checked the body and she's quite cold and stiff, so I think it must have happened some time ago. Well, wait a moment, um... Granny, can you find Helena and David and get them here quickly? Uh, Moira, is there any sign of danger to either of you? No, I, I don't think so. There's no one else here. Well, we'll stay together, because as soon as Helena and David get there, I want you to tell them. Uh, Helena's here in just a moment. I'm still trying to find David. Okay. Well, as soon as Helena gets here, I want you to tell her everything. Then she and David will come in out to the project. Hugh, problem? Yes, I'm afraid we've got another suspicious death. I've got Moira Wachel from Point Alun on the line. She's saying they've just found Sharon murdered out of the Light Industry Project. Since you and David made a good team last time we had a case like this, I'm sending you out to deal with it. Can you take over this call and get as much information as you can while Granny and I try to find David? Of course. Moira, can you tell me exactly what's happened and what you've found? So, uh, tell me what you know so far. Well, it seems Linda and Moira came back from the centre about three o'clock. They found Sharon's body in her, in, in Sharon's office. She'd been stabbed to death. At least that's what Moira says. She also says the body feels cold and stiff, which suggests rigor mortis is setting, which would mean death occurred at, at least three hours ago. That's about the time Karim would have left. Hmm. 
Who else would be there? Well, in the morning, just Sharon and Karim. Linda came down to the centre with Moira. The whole project team go Monday morning to Pont Allen and then come back to the centre on Fridays. Often, Linda does an extra trip on Thursday for any supplies they need. Well, today was a Thursday run, so Moira came with the first thing in the morning. Sharon's husband, Brendan, would have been at their house just outside the village. And the two other girls, Hyatt and Rianne, were repairing the roof of their house in the morning until Karim picked them up on his way to the centre. But Linda, Hyatt and Rianne, I, I remember well. Brendan and Sharon, I remember they came to the church a couple of times before I left, but I don't remember them making much of an impression. Remind me about her. A bit standoffish, I thought. Standoffish? Oh, more shy, I'd have said. She's... Sorry, she was just a quiet little mouse of a woman. Brilliant technically with software, but interpersonal skills was not her strong point. Now, Brendan, on the other hand... Well, Brendan's got the personality, but I'm afraid it's just one I don't like. We asked them when they joined us if they considered themselves husband and wife. They both said yes, but I suspect in her case it was, well... More because she just hadn't got the gumption to do something so decisive of leaving him. She's what we used to call a geek. If it's not software, she doesn't know what to do with it. So they both ended up on the light industry project? Well, she did, but Brendan still works at the centre. He works online from Pont Allen Village over the new data link they've set up. He's responsible for building up our library of technical information. It... Well, it wasn't ideal, but we suggested it a couple of months ago because Sharon had had a bit of trouble with a would-be boyfriend who was pestering her. So we shipped him off to explore for books and computer archives in Manchester with the latest girlfriend and suggested Sharon and Brendan move out to the project. Well, that's what they did. She's been working on improving our computer network. Who was the would-be boyfriend? Sounds like the first candidate for chief suspect. Oh, that's Big Harry. The current girlfriend's Amber. Oh, well, he does have some form as far as sexual harassment is concerned. So does she, to be honest. Are they still in Manchester? Aye, most of the time they are. Regularly to report. Sharon and Harry met up accidentally here at the centre at the social week evening last weekend. But it seemed to pass off okay. Apparently she put him in his place in no uncertain manner. And where are Big Harry and Amber now? Well, they're supposed to be in Manchester, exploring the Trafford Park area. I've sent Otto to check that out. And if they're not in Manchester, or at least if he's not... Well, then I'd say we have a chief suspect. Someone with motive, track record and opportunity. Unless, of course, Otto is able to prove they were in Manchester after all. What about the light industry project itself? Hugh told me about the problems. Was Sharon involved? No, not really. Did you ever get to see the project before you went away? No, although I'd heard about it from Karim. I was there when he put it forward to the High Council as probably the best way to rebuild society by using radio and computers to link up all the groups of survivors. Well, it's on an old industrial estate just outside Pont Allen Village. About an hour from the centre by horse and cart, a bit less by bike if you need to get there fast. The last bit's up into the hills above the Allen Valley. Yeah, I, I knew it was quite a long way away, but Karim said it had advantages. Oh, very much so. It's got a warehouse full of microelectronic components, a plastic moulding company and a light engineering company nearby. 
And there's a prototype hydroelectric turbine for power in the Allen River itself. Yeah, so, how has it worked out? Well, at the start, pretty well. They've got line of sight to the centre, so they've set up a microwave link for data and telephone. That's how Brendan connects in for his online work. Their first project was fitting solar power panels to laptop PCs. They've improved our local internet significantly. And they were working on solar-powered shortwave radios for long-distance communication, using stuff they found in a factory in Wrexham. You say were, past tense. So what went wrong? Oh, in two words, Moira Weishel. Ah, as you said last night. Anyway, go on. Well, during the week, most people on the project live in the village of Pont Allen itself. It's about a mile by road, but only a few minutes if you cut through the fields by the quarry. Moira has a house at the start of the village, just by the bridge. A few more houses further in are the three girls, Linda, Hyatt and Leanne. Linda's the one who found the body. The other two were having a day off to do some sort of renovation on the house. Hyatt's a sweetie, very competent, but oh, very shy. She's desperately in love with Karim, but she's too shy to do anything about it. And he's too much of a gentleman to do anything either. I think she's possibly been a bit jealous recently, as Sharon's been working a lot with Karim. Yeah, too shy describes Hyatt very well, I remember. And the other one, Rianne, isn't she dark? Very well. Oh, that's right. They're all about the same age. Very bright, but rather shy. Anyway, the three of them sort of bonded and set up home together. Apparently Hyatt's teaching the other two Arabic and they're teaching her Welsh. That sounds interesting. And the others in the village? Well, Karim had the end house. Brendan and Sharon had a house just down the hill from the village and that was it. And the, uh, the others on the project? The ones who'd left? Well, that's about four men and a couple of women. They all requested to leave over the last few weeks. The last one left yesterday. That's what got Hugh to call Karim and Moira into the centre this morning. Uh, Thank you so much for coming, Helena. And I'm so glad to see David back as well. Linda, can you deal with their horse, please? Yes, Moira. Uh, This way, way, please. Karim arrived back about an hour ago, so I've sent the other girls and poor Sharon's husband and asked them to wait in the canteen here for you to question. Thank you for sorting that out. Um, If you can take us to the body, we we can proceed. Of course. I see you have a security-coded door on the entrance. Who's it supposed to be guarding against? It was Karen's suggestion, of course, but I did feel we should all support it. After all, we must keep up standards in everything, mustn't we? Oh, yes, of course we must. It's here. She's in this room. It was her office. Thank you. David, can you take notes, please? Of course. Ready. Body, lying face down, wearing industrial overalls, three large rips in back of overalls, corresponding to at least four large entry wounds. From the pattern of bleeding, the wounds appear to have been made at the same time. The wounds correspond more or less with a large industrial knife, which is lying by the corpse. I'll take the knife and see if we can work out a way to get fingerprints. This stuff on the whiteboard here. Sorry, stupid place to leave an electric heater. Just under a whiteboard, 
Is that to do with the work? Uh, yes, Sharon could be a little careless sometimes. I don't really understand the writing on the whiteboard myself. It's something about computer protocols or something. Just work stuff, then. Nothing special. Are you going to do a full inspection now? Because if you want to question people, then what do you wish us to do about dinner? You eat here, not in the village. It is really more convenient. We have proper electric power here, and most people are used to eating our main meals in the canteen anyway. Good point. Just one or two things I need to check first. Can you take us down to the canteen now, uh, so we can meet everyone? Then we can interview people one at a time, while everyone else gets their meal. Uh, would that be okay, do you think? Oh, yes. And I'll keep back a meal for you to eat afterwards. And we'll need a spare office. Of course, I'll organise that directly. You know, anyone else I'd be grateful for organising everything ready for us. Oh, but with her, I just feel resentful that I'm being railroaded by her. Yes, I think I can see what you mean. Well, let's get started. Oh, it's late now. I don't really see us interviewing everyone before dark. Will this office be satisfactory, Helena? I assume you wish to interview me first. Thank you, Moira. Excellent. I need to understand exactly where everyone was today. So can you tell me all your movements with times as far as you can? Of course, I understand. Well, as you know, I had a meeting with yourself and Chairman Hugh this morning mm -hmm. to clear up some of the misunderstandings we've been having. So Linda and I left after eight o'clock, leaving Sharon and Karim in the machine shop. We drove straight to the centre and got there some time before ten. Then Linda went to see some friends while we had our meeting. No doubt Helena will be able to explain what happened there to you, David. Mm -hmm. Suffice it to say, I'm sure Chairman Hugh understood my position and the difficulties we face here. Then I met Linda again and we booked out the supplies we'd need for the next week. After that, we looked at some of the new farm carts. And just before two o'clock, we saw Karim coming in with the other two girls. I suggested we should get back. I felt it really would not be fair to leave poor Sharon alone so long. And you arrived back when? About three o'clock. Linda and I carried the supplies in and I found poor Sharon like that. I called Linda and she came to see what it was. Well, Granny Ellen was on the switchboard. She confirms you rang through to the centre just after three. Mm -hmm. That's quite correct. Of course, we tried to help, but I'm afraid we just knew as soon as we touched her... She was so cold and her limbs so stiff and rigid. And uh, did you notice anything else? No, I don't think so. I know we shut the outer door, although I'm sure there's hardly likely to be many criminals around after all these years. What were you working on? All of you, I mean, not, not just yourself. Well, as I explained to the council, my skills are really more administrative... But the big project was to improve the plastic mouldings we're using to mount the solar panels in, and also for some of the new farm carts that Andrew is making at the centre. And you were all working on these mouldings? Well, Karim and three young girls were. Sharon was more into computer software. She was trying to make our network better. 
Apparently some details had not really been set up by any kind of expert. <laughs> well, few of us were experts in anything when we started here. I was just a newly qualified nurse in my early 20s. I was the only doctor we had until Ryan joined us last year. So we're all learning. Perhaps we were just very fortunate to have had Sharon. Were there any disagreements among anyone here, apart from the... Apart from the matters we discussed this morning? Oh, no, I don't think so. We're such a very happy team, and I'm sure Chairman Hugh was able to explain everything to Karim after I left. Uh, there was one thing Sharon did mention to me, that she'd been having some sort of problems with someone, but she didn't say who, and of course I would never pry into that sort of thing. Oh, no, of course not. Uh, very well. Thank you so much, Moira. You want Brendan next? Uh, yes, send him in, please. Thanks for coming up here, Brendan. And can I start by saying how sorry we all are about what's happened? That's all right, Helena. And I understand you've got to ask questions for my poor wife's sake. Oh, well, thanks. When did you last see Sharon today? Uh, at breakfast. We normally eat together in our house rather than have me go up to the project and then have to come all the way back again. And did you see or hear anything else odd or unusual? Well, nothing, I'm afraid. I was working on my PC all day. We've not got a power line from the generator here to the village yet, so I depend on solar panels and when it's a bright day I try to make the most of it. And you saw and heard nothing at all, Brendan? I remember seeing Karim stop off from my window when he came to pick up the girls. Oh, that's Hyatt and Rianne. Uh, yes, uh, but apart from that I was busy all day. I was going through an electronic copy of a manual on the design of septic tanks. I'd gone through it once before and I was taking notes. You should be able to confirm the times from the logs on the server at the centre. Thank you. We, we will check them. Last question. Was there any suggestion that Sharon might have been having any problems, you know, personal problems with anyone? Not really. Although she had seemed a bit, well, subdued recently. Uh, but she never actually said anything. No. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Ugh. Typical male. Couldn't recognise an emotional problem with his wife if it hit him in the face. But if the server logs confirm the story, well, you'd seem to be in the clear. Mm. Hello, David. Hello, Karim. It's good to be back, but I'm sorry about the situation here. So tell us, Karim, what happened today, as far as you're concerned? I don't understand it. I was working on a piece of plastic moulding design till about 11.30. Then I went to the canteen to get myself something to eat. Sharon joined me a few minutes later and said I had to go down to the centre. And she smiled and said good luck. I went back to her office and I took the car down to the village and picked up the other two girls. The girls? Hyatt and Rianne. Then I went down to the centre and met Hugh. Then we came back about 5.30 and heard what had happened. I'm just shocked. I just don't know what to say. And that's it? Yeah, I just don't understand it. I just don't. Was Sharon happy? Was there any suggestion that she might have been having, well, any problems? You know, personal problems with anyone? No, I don't think so. Karim, the electric door lock. Is there any kind of log 
of when it's activated. No, it, uh, I only did it for a demo, really. Show what we could do. I don't mean anyone to take it seriously, but Moira felt differently and insisted we use it. Well, that's all for now. David, do you want to see anyone else tonight? No, I, I think not. Let's get back to the canteen and get our meal. That's very helpful of you, Moira. Oh, no problem at all. I'm sure you'll find everything most satisfactory. And I felt it would be best if the rest of us went back to the village. I'm sure you'll want to talk in confidence. I'll organise two beds in the guest house for you and David. You can find your own way there, of course. Yes, thank you, Moira. I have been here before, only last month. We followed the solar cell lamps marking the path through the fields and the guest house is the one directly opposite us as we come into the village. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, we'll be away then. Good night. That woman is so damn patronising. I sometimes wish I wasn't head of security. Then I could give her the punch on the jaw she deserves. But then you'd have to arrest yourself. Ugh, yes, sorry. I do let her get to me. Look, we've got a murder. That's more important than anything Moira does. The trouble is, people will point the finger at Krim because they'll say he's the only person who could have done it. What about Hayat? She's the one with the motive. No. She's got motive, but she's had no chance to do anything. Unless Rianne was her accomplice, because she says they were together all morning, mending the roof. Uh, you've got something you've not told me yet. The body. Now, we know Moira could not have done it. She was under observation by several people all day, most of it miles away at the centre. Now, Linda confirms Sharon was alive when they left, and dead when they got back. What's more, rigor mortis had already set in. That's something I was able to confirm for myself. We roughly know how long rigor takes to develop. From my examination just now, it does seem to be developing a little slower than normal, but Moira and Linda confirm it was definitely present when they found the body. That puts the time of the murder well before noon. And three people, including Karim, agree he left the project after midday. Karim's the only person known to have been there at the time of the murder. He's got to be main suspect. I just can't see a motive. Oh, and frankly, I find it hard to believe it of Karim. Whereas, Big Harry has a track record. Mm-hmm. Possible motivation, but appears to have been 50 miles away in Manchester at the time. And it looks like we won't learn anything more till Otto gets back to tell us if he really is in Manchester. Anyway, I'll do another examination of the body and the office. Oh, then we'll call it a day. And tomorrow? Well, we finish the interviews, have a look at Sharon and Brendan's house. Then we'll all go back to the centre and I can do a proper post-mortem on Sharon. we better have the funeral as fast as possible in this hot weather. Tomorrow afternoon, if possible. So... Nothing new from your examination of the body? No, not really, David. She must have died fairly quickly. Any one of those wounds would be fatal. They were powerful blows. Too powerful for a woman to make? No, not necessarily. Remember, most women are doing far more physical work now than was normal before the plague. 
Any of the women here could have done it, just as much as the men. These solar lights are a good idea to mark the path. Aye, this was the first batch that Karim put together. They aren't powerful enough to actually see by, but they're good enough to find your way. Makes sense, especially at night. Especially when there's a deep quarry over to the right that's quite dangerous in the dark. Yes, I don't think I could have found that last corner in the dark. Oh, that's odd. I don't remember the path being so narrow. Let me take the lead. I should know the way. I'll suggest to them they should get the bushes cut back a bit, though. I thought you said you'd been here only last month. Well, yes. Ah! Helena, grab my hand. (laughs) It's the quarry, David. Somebody's moved the lamps. They've led us straight into the quarry. Hold on, Helena. Hold on. Episode 2 of Brood of Vipers, a play for radio by 11 tune players. Tune in for the next episode, Hanged by the Neck.